Welcome back to Mining Stock Daily and the Deutsche Golden Mess here in Frankfurt. Uh, happy to be sitting down with a good friend of mine, Mr. Chris Donaldson uh, of 10-1 Resources, 10-1 Trades on the Venture Exchange with TORC and on the OTCQB with TORCF. We, we need to talk a little tin and also have a little lithium while we're here at the Precious a Precious Metals Summit, uh, <laughs> a Precious Metals Conference. Excuse me, uh, Chris. Welcome back to the pod. Hey, good to be here. Uh, you, let's kind of jump right into the work. Uh, last time you and I talked was, I think it was about a month or two ago, and there was more. There was news out of your projects in Tasmania regarding lithium. This it was a surprise to you, and uh, it turns out people that were coming up to you and saying that you have one of the better lithium projects <laughs> in Tasmania, uh, which was obviously a great surprise, but you've, you've gone out and you're doing a lot more early exploration work here. So give us kind of a summary of, of what, you're, what you're seeing and what the company knows more about the lithium exposure. Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been kind of an interesting six weeks as I've been trying to get up to speed on, on, on the lithium market. Yeah. Um, you know, our focus is still tin and but certainly uh exploring what we, what we found here with uh with the lithium and you know it's still very early days um you know we have two projects one uh, which is great pyramid which we've been advancing and that's a, a tin project with a historical resource on it we just uh wrapped up 5,000 meters of drilling and put out some results on that and uh all, all very good we kind of hit all the goals that we wanted with, with uh, that drilling campaign in terms of um, proving out the historical resource and, and uh, finding mineralization at depth and, and also laterally. Uh, so we're updating that resource right now. So that's going on and that'll be the next probably three months and then we'll have a, an updated resource. But while that was going on, we were, we were at our second project, which, which is called Aberfoyle, mm -hmm. uh, about 20 minutes uh, up the road. Of course, this is in Northeast Tasmania. And, um, you know, it, it's a past-producing uh, tin and tungsten district, produced over 2 million tons of tin and tungsten up until the mid-'80s, um, but really didn't see any modern exploration. And so we were doing mapping and, and soil sampling and so on and uh, did multi-element testing and, and found some lithium. And, and I think we joked last time, every, everybody and their dogs trying to get into the lithium game. And, you know, so we were a little skeptical about really pushing that um, until we found out what we had. But we sent out for second assays and then did more targeted um, uh, testing and rock sampling and, and got some pretty good numbers, over over percent lithium on, on, some, uh, on some rock samples there. So uh, staked some additional ground in and around us. Um, and now we we're doing what we can to... Um, you know, see what kind of scale we, we potentially have on the property. It's about 100 square kilometers, mm -hmm. um, and, and we've identified kind of an area of, of maybe one kilometer by three kilometers. Um, so we're branching out and we're going to blanket that with uh, more soils and rock sampling, and also on our uh, another property that we have, which also seems to have the, the lithium mica rocks that uh, these are hosted in. Okay. Uh, so let's uh, let's kind of break this down here a little bit. First, let's talk about Great Pyramid. So in three months' time, you expect... A resource on Great Pyramid. Uh, that's going to be a specific tin resource, I assume? Yeah, it'll be tin resource. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and so talk to me about, you know, expectations there. What does a 
solid tin resource look like? Yeah, so, you know, the Great Pyramid's got a uh, historical resource on it of about 10,000 contained tons, um, which is small, and that and that's the problem with it. Uh, so we're, we're hoping to more than double that. Um, we're kind of, you know, we're hoping to get into the range of, you know, 25,000 contained tons of tin. Um, and the reason for that is there was a project called Taronga, or is a project called Taronga, that was purchased... Uh, just under two years ago for, for just under $40 million. And, and at the time, um, it was about 27,000 contained tons. Mm. So for us, we're a small company. Uh, we were hoping to get a, uh, a re-rate, you know, in and around that, that area and kind of underpin the value of what we're having. Um, so I, I think we'll be close. We'll have to wait and see what the, the numbers come out at. Um, it's, we're certainly not done. We'll end up by drilling more, but at least that'll kind of put us on the board there for, for, for in terms of size. What, what is the business strategy here with Great Pyramid? I mean, is this something where you can potentially build the resource and you look to to sell it to somebody? Who would be a buyer of a tin project? Because it's so small and so niche. Yeah, so I mean, it's, it's different than the copper market, right? Right, right. Um, you know, where you get these multi-billion dollar capex projects which uh, you and i are very familiar talking about uh, as well um yeah so I, I, I you know it's it's potentially could be the size that that we could build it ourselves toronga for instance they did a, a um a study and, and their capex was 75 million um us for a project so it's it's something that a, a junior could could conceivably put together um, we'll see how we, we get there. We've certainly had some pre-talks uh, with a number of, uh, of groups that, that might be interested in coming in and partnering on that. And I think that's probably the, uh, the route we'll end up going. Um, but the first stage for us is just to get it up to a certain size where we could attract somebody of, of uh, um, and also hopefully get our market cap up. You know, if you get somebody in at a toehold when you're 15 million market cap, right. that, that really is tough on the share structure. So what does a partnership look like, like a joint venture? Yeah, um, you know there, there are a couple of groups that we've talked to who just are want exposure to tin, and and, and that plays into the, the you know the whole narrative that, that especially in tin projects in we'll call them good jurisdictions. There are very very few of them. Um, you know the eighty percent of the tin comes from Myanmar, Indonesia, China, DRC. And, you know, the whole narrative of getting, getting tin from, from, you know, Western jurisdictions is the reason you're seeing restarts of, of projects in Australia and in Europe. Okay. Uh, let's talk about Aberfoyle and, and really focus on lithium here. Uh, early, early days here, yeah. it sounds like a lot of kind of on-surface exploration work, mapping, sampling, yeah. that type of thing. Are you generating targets here to go and attack it with the drill? Does that happen this year? Yeah, that's that's the ultimate goal. So, you know, we're still early in the year. I would bet uh, we'll probably, you know, sample for the next three to five months um, mm-hmm. and then go in and and, and, and drill and see, see really what we have. You know, you know, right now we just want to make sure that or, or establish what kind of scale we have. Um, and and then, you know, at some point we're going to have to do a raise too. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you know, hopefully getting a little more profile over the year with the updated resource and, and then a little bit more news on the lithium front um, and then look to, to raise some more money. And, and drill and, and see what we have. So I assume this is all hard rock lithium. 
it's lithium in micas, so it's in, in, in the granites. So it's it's three, three types. You know, um, you know, you've got the lithium brines, and um, that's which, which is associated with uh, spodumene, and then um, the lithium micas, and that's the least uh, common. Um, they they produce it out of uh, in China um, and and in Europe as well. But you know, that's that's kind of the the knock is is that it's a bit of an unknown. It, there hasn't been a lot of uh, proof. I mean, there's been a lot of uh, test cycles and proof of con uh, concept and on the, on the uh, production. Um, and you've got seven projects with feasibility studies on it, two of which are in um, being built right now. So it's it's mm -hmm. coming. We certainly know that there's a lot of interest in the area. Um, you know, there's been a major that is stake land in and around, um, and and there are other uh, projects around the world where, where people are getting into the lithium micas. Um, but it's still it's it's still early days in terms of really having the the, the proof of how it's processed. Okay. Uh, last question, and I don't know if I've ever asked you this, uh, but a question regarding just kind of your the co the community relationship uh, that you have there in Tasmania. Um, you know, it's a very interesting small part of the world. Yeah. And uh, it's funny because I, I actually. Uh, I actually know some people from Tasmania, but I get kind of mixed uh, mixed sentiment as far as obviously there has been historic mining there, uh, but is there, you know, is there, you know, does the community have concerns or f putting any challenges on mining in general and exploration there in Tasmania? Um. I'd say yes and, and no on that. Okay. I mean, it's 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 a. You talk to some people, and they, you know, there, there are parts that are, um, you know, not for uh, mining. I mean, we were just down there a month ago. The area that we are in, um, it was, you know, as mentioned, Aberfoyle is a past-producing district. Mm -hmm. um, a Great Pyramid essentially is, is on forestry land. All of the properties are in an area that is zoned for future commercial production. So it's already set aside from that. So if you put up the, your lens on in terms of um, can this be built, it's, a, it's about as good as you can get uh, on that in our particular area. Uh, Tasmania as a whole is actually trying to attract um, and repatriate some some of their, you know, people who left and went to the mainland, and, and they're actually seeing that uh, COVID was part of that, you see, and, right. and also that just the cost of living is so much more expensive on the on the main island, um, so they're coming back. Um, so I, yes, I would say there are areas that are you know very tourist friendly. That's their their biggest right. um, industry, but there are other areas that are set aside for for production, and 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 we're in them. Um, and I guess the other thing is, you know, the, one of the, I think it's the second biggest uh, tin mine in the world is in Tasmania as well. And that's the Renison mine that's owned by Metals X. Okay. So no strangers. All right. Uh, Chris, good to connect with you. Best of luck. We'll be touching base here uh, once again. More news comes out of Tin One, uh, hopefully imminent soon. Yeah, we should, we should have pretty good news flow here over the next few months. Okay. All right. We'll do this more frequently. Uh, that's your update here from Deutsche Goldmess from Tin One Resources. Again, trading on the Venture Exchange with TORC and on the OTCQB with TORCF. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.